Hey everybody, welcome back to Central Kentucky Faces and Places. My name as always is R.K. Cox. Thanks again for taking the time of your day to listen to this. Really appreciate it. As always, please be sure to follow, review, comment, whatever you can do with whatever device or station that you're listening to this podcast on. Share it with your friends. Really want to try to grow this into something special for the area. So definitely do all that. I'll also have links to everything in this show and all of my social media stuff as well for the show in the show notes, on on the posts I make about it, on Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. If you are interested in being on the show, just send me an email, text, call, message, however you can get a hold of me. I check everything pretty regularly, so never hesitate to reach out. If you got a suggestion or anything like that, definitely uh, give me a shout. I'd love to hear from you. All right, so... Today's episode is a really fun one. This was such a joy to interview these people. They reached out to me and were like, we have to be on the show. It is Sarah and Ryan Reber. They're with Oak and Barrel Meats out of Washington County. Go to their website and you're probably going to make a few purchases because everything looks delicious. But they've got a great story about how they started their company all the way out in California where Ryan is not from. So that was an interesting part of how he got there. But then also why they made the transition to come all the way to Kentucky and how so many people are kind of making that same decision as well. So they've got a giveaway going on right now. Um, They got a giveaway going on their website right now, so I'll make sure to put a link to that. You're definitely going to want to sign up for that and check everything out they've got. Their social media is fantastic, and Sarah also has an awesome YouTube channel as well. So without further ado, here is Ryan and Sarah Reaper with Oak and Barrel Meats. All right, so today we've got Ryan and Sarah Reber here. Thank you guys for joining us. They're with Oak and Barrel Meats. I, I really can't wait to get into this. Uh, I've been researching you guys a lot, and, and I'm really excited to get to talk to you all. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah, no problem. We're excited to talk to you as well. Great, great. So uh, you guys, it's located in Washington County, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. So are you all in Springfield or just outside of it or kind of where are you guys at locally? So we're in Mackville, which is kind of like right in the middle of like Danville and Harrodsburg and Springfield makes sort of like a triangle. And Mackville is like, like right, I mean, pretty much in the center of that. Got it. Got it. That's an interesting landing point for you guys. So tell everybody kind of your background. Um, You guys are not from the area. So kind of just, you know, how you grew up into this and what made you decide to come to the central Kentucky area? Yeah, well, I'll go first. Um, My story is a little bit um, interesting. Well, actually, we both kind of have an interesting way that roundabout way that we got here. So you're correct. I'm not from here. I was actually born and raised in California and didn't really have any sort of farming background. My family didn't farm. You know, I didn't have any relatives that really farmed or anything. And after my oldest children um, got a little bit bigger and I just started to sort of learn about food and what was going into food and begin to grow for myself, you know, just for the family. And it just sort of snowballed as things do and became a part-time job and then eventually turned into a full-time job of growing food for others. And yeah, and that was basically how, you know, I started farming um, and we did that in California for what, eight, eight, almost 10 years yeah. um, before now, we decided to make the move um, to escape out here. <laughs> now, when you say you were growing it, like what were you, because I know you guys are doing meats right now too. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think you were growing cows or anything like that. So what kind of, what were you growing at that time? So I actually started out with just vegetables. I did, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like a CSA where you buy like a box every week for a certain period of time or whatever. Um, I did that. I grew vegetables for probably six years before Ryan and I started farming together. And we did continue the CSA for another year or two. And we just really saw a need in our area for 
like quality meats, pastured, grass fed, you know, organic fed, that kind of stuff. There was really mm. no source of those. And so we just sort of transitioned the farm from a vegetable CSA into all meats and stopped doing the vegetables and, and then carried that on and just grew that mostly chicken and pork uh, there. And then since we've moved, we've been able to add the lamb and the beef because we have more property here. So, Gotcha. Where were you at in California? So uh, we were on the Central Coast, which is basically three hours south of San Francisco and about three hours north of Los Angeles. So okay. kind of right smack dab in the middle. That makes um, sense. Okay. So, yeah, because when I think California in my Kentucky mind, right. I don't. I don't picture farmland whatsoever. Like I, when you say you were growing vegetables, I picture you like watering vegetables outside of an apartment window or something <laughs> like that. Like that's where my mind goes. Sure. So, so, so what was it like out there? Well, it's, so it's really funny because people do have kind of a skewed like <laughs> version of California because mm. most of California is agriculture, whether it's tourist agriculture, like vineyards and that kind of stuff. That or makes actual agriculture where you know it's vegetables grown for the whole country i want to say isn't california isn't it like 70 percent of all vegetables or something like that it's a big number come from california for the whole that so really like the the metro areas of like la and san diego and then up in the bay area of san francisco that's really like the only real big cities wise gotcha Um, where I was, you know, growing up, the hills all around me were almonds and cattle. You know, of course, um, things transi- transitioned into vineyards and we became a very big like wine industry region. Mm-hmm. So um, that changed. But but really, most of California is a lot of rural and agriculture land. Um, so, yeah, so we had 10 acres out there, um, which doesn't afford for a whole lot of animals, but it was enough to, you know, to sustain us and, and we can make a living on on it, raising the chickens and the pigs the way we did. Gotcha. Um, Obviously, it wasn't enough for grass-fed, you know, like I said, lamb or beef or anything mm-hmm. like that. It just wasn't enough room, but. It got the ball rolling. <laughs> you know, like it, it kind of got you. That's what the Kickstarter was, basically, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, you know, we, we did it, like I said, for about 10 years. Fully supported, you know, both of us, no off, off-farm income um, wow. between of us. So, and we. Go ahead. What were we going to say? No, I was just going to jump in real quick and because kind of tie my story in. I'm from Ohio. Okay. I'm from Ohio. I, um, when I graduated college at Ohio State, I went into, um, I was a financial advisor for for ING, now they're called Voya. Family business. Uh, It was a family business. uh, So I was doing that for four or five years. And, you know, desk job, I get to go out on, on, you know, meetings and, and meet with clients and such, but it was, it was, I don't, it was kind of a boring job. Yeah. And I met Sarah online, uh, moved out to California and we, I kind of started picking up the the farming thing that she was doing on the side. She had a full-time job at the time. And I was like, you know, I don't, I, I like this, you know, I, I like, <laughs> this, I like this more. I like getting outside, working with my hands. Yeah doing some physical labor. It's better than sitting in a de- on a desk. And, um, and, and so I decided to quit my job that I had out in California and, and do that full time. And then do the farm. Do the, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Do the farm full time. So that was kind of how I got tied into it. But um, well, and we both sort of have business backgrounds. Yeah. I'm a finance and accounting major. Both of us went to college. Ryan has a marketing degree and has been in business. Um, I worked for uh, state and federal governments. Um, so being able to kind of apply our degrees and our business background to our own business is really fun for us. Yeah. Like total nerd, but it's no, really no, that's like, you know, we dive in and say like, what can we do here, you know, better? And how can we maximize this while still mm-hmm. keeping the integrity of, you know, our business and our values and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's, we both really like doing that and using our brains to kind of like, you know, make our business more efficient and effective, sure. 
you know, but still keeping our, our passion and why we do um, what we do. So, well, yeah. it's interesting because, you know, most small businesses, the easy part for people is the work of it. Cause that's the fun. That's what they want right. to do. That's what they love to do. And the nightmare part for people is the marketing or the bookkeeping. Um, and, and, and that's where, you know, they, a lot of small businesses can't sustain the money they have to put in to paying people to handle their marketing and their bookkeeping and stuff. And and so you all have that, that box checked all around, you know, and for most people is the easy part for you. And then you still get to do what you love. Like that's a, that's awesome. That what a great, that's a perfect storm right there. Well, I I like to think so. I mean, it's not easy. And especially with today's like changing, you know, climate with, you know, everything's on social, right? So we're trying to, you know, all the social like marketing. And then of -hmm. course, Facebook goes and changes things and you got to relearn or redo or change, you know, how you're marketing and how you're wording things. But yeah, it is. We both enjoy like things. So yeah. So, okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And obviously the farming, you know, raising the animals, that's uh. Yeah, that's a big. Yeah, I mean, you're caring for a multitude of living things like that's not (laughs) that's not an easy task. And you have kids of your own. It's not an easy task whatsoever. So right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when was it like, okay, we need we've got to go somewhere else. Um, And then like, what was the what was the research of like, where do we need to go? Like, why? Why was it Kentucky? Because I'm sure there was plenty of places to kind of choose from. Yeah. Um, well, I had visited Kentucky after I got out of the military um, for just a little bit under a month. I was actually down in Bowling Green. And I just remember, and like I said, I wasn't here for very long, but mm. I just remember how beautiful it was. Right. Like, right. The- yeah. In hills and the, you know, like just the mountains. It just stayed in my mind. And this was many, many years ago. Um it always just stayed in my mind. Um, Ryan's mom's family is actually from London, right? London, from London, Kentucky. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so he was sort of familiar with it, and obviously he's from Southern Ohio. So they. Yeah, he kind of he kind of got a feel for it being in Ohio, anyways. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Um, the, the reason we picked Kentucky, besides all those things, is also wanted to be cl- a little bit closer to my family. Um, it, it, they're in Dayton, Ohio. So it's about a three hour drive, which is, I like to mm-hmm. say is just close enough where we get to see them every now and then, but not too close where I have to spend the whole time. <laughs> There's plenty of three hours of warning if they, if they head your way. Right. <laughs> uh, but you know, in California weather wasn't a, a big issue. Yeah. You know, the, the entire time that I was there, which was from like 2012 until last year, 2020, uh, 2021, 2021. Um, it, it, it was like, it was a drought every single year. It was a and, drought year, you know, so, so rain was obviously hard to come by. It just, it wasn't very pretty. And I know that that sounds bad, but basically from what, well, what would you say? December to spring it was green yeah i mean so so california is weird and and most people probably don't quite understand this where we were it's a mediterranean climate so there's no rain and i don't mean oh it just doesn't rain a lot i literally mean there is no rain from april until probably october so nothing so the hills turn brown the grass turns brown you know everything basically quote unquote dies during the summer because there's no rain. So our green season um, is in the winter time because it never really gets cold enough that everything dies. Gotcha. Frozen. So so from like November until March, everything is green and lush and the grass is growing and all of that, which is completely backwards and opposite of most of the rest of the country right (laughs) but we don't for the last probably 10 years out there we weren't getting any rain normally we would get 15 inches of rain you know over the winter time and the last couple years it was like four or six or three so so even during the winter we weren't really getting any you know anything to green up and yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't pretty. It, yeah. I mean, it was, it's just not, you know, it's not pr- 
where you live, you want to enjoy it. Once you want it to be beautiful, all those things. It was just kind of the same thing right. every day. You don't have seasons, you know, you don't have snow. Yeah. Um, it, it's just the, the fall is different growing up in Ohio, you know, fall with football and all that stuff. Fall, <laughs> fall was a beautiful time of the year. And in California, you just didn't have those seasons. So yeah, it was just kind of, we looked at each other and we're like, you know, the kids are little, they, we can move somewhere and, and they won't, they won't care. And, right. and so, you know, Kentucky was a, a really beautiful state and we knew we could get a, a good amount of land there. Uh, the reason we picked Macful is um, we, we kind of did like a triangle from Cincinnati to Louisville to Lexington because those are large markets uh-huh. and we kind of be close enough to those three uh those three cities because our bulk of our business is online delivery. And right. so we, we wanted to to be close enough to those three cities that we could make deliveries to those cities with relative ease. And um, oddly enough, the, if you draw that triangle, all the property inside that triangle is probably the most expensive property. <laughs> that's a, I was picturing it in my head. I was like, Oh man, that's a tough one there. Yeah. <laughs> And we're like, okay, well, let's let's move a little bit south of it, and and that's where we found Macville. We found you know a beautiful property, a nice old house with with barns and all the good stuff, and um, it, it was just kind of a no brainer. So we actually we actually bought the property site unseen. Yeah, I mean, we Facetimed with our realtor, but we did not step foot on the property until after we closed. As yeah. Yeah, I I do real estate on the side, and I've had people do that before, and it's uh, it's nerve wracking because it's like I know it's a good place, I know it is, I was there, but it's still when you don't when when the client doesn't see it like you all did, it's like oh my gosh, I'm so scared for them to fly in here. We will be right back. Hey there. We need to talk, so listen close. You know that Christmas is right around the corner, just a few weeks away from when this episode airs. But you know what else is coming up? Spring break. I mean, it's just a few months away, and I bet you haven't even thought about it yet. So what you need to do is get your phone out, go to Facebook, go to Share the Magic Travel Tiffany Cox. It's my wife's, I'm a little biased, but it's also my show, so I can do what I want. Get her on Facebook, send her a message, and she can start working with you on the perfect family spring break trip. Whether it's just something quick and easy, or if you just want it to be over the top, this is the best trip we're ever going to have. She can handle it all. Send her a message on Facebook. She'll get right with you. She checks it all day. She is a pro on Disney trips, sandals, and beaches. That's like her bread and butter, but she can really work with you on anything that you're wanting to do. Jamaica, Turks and Caicos, Disney whatever she's got it we've gone on plenty of trips ourselves i just get in the car or get on the plane and go and she just tells me where we're going what we're doing all that i usually forget but she's happy to remind me about it as most wives are so you need to get on there get on facebook or instagram share the magic travel tiffany cox just type that in and she'll come right up you'll see a picture of my kids i think send her a message she will get right with you and get the ball rolling on this you don't want to be that family that is like a week away from spring break and you got to book some crappy hotel at a nasty beach place just because you got to do something. So don't do that. Do it now. She'll work with whatever budget you got, however much money you want to spend. She can help you out with it. The best part for you, not for her, is if there's a small detail that's not right or some kind of communication with the hotel or resort or wherever you're going, She's the one that's going to stay on hold for three hours waiting to get somebody while you can continue working or doing whatever you're doing throughout your day. So she's the one that's going to help you out with that. Share the magic travel, Tiffany Cox. I promise you, you will not regret it. Now back to the show. Yeah, we we made sure, you know, we did all the inspections and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But yeah, for me, it was the hardest part was like, what's like getting like my bearings right so mm-hmm. oh okay this barn is right here and where is that in correlation to the house or the other barn yeah. or this pond or you know whatever like trying to figure that out it was hard to do that without you know being here well, um, yeah you're trying to set a business up like and you've got 
you're sitting there trying to think how where do we put in this where's this going right. and all that kind of stuff too right. which is much more than just being like will our couch fit you know right, right. yes yeah. yeah thank god for google earth we yeah did, we, we did, did. yeah we did, we did a lot of google earth uh work of seeing you know how sloped the pastures were yeah. and uh you know even drawing out like okay so we can put the cows here this day and in two days we'll put them here and two days we'll put them there we right. did all, we were doing all that mapping out and, making sure and we had that. enough room for all the things that we you know that wanted we wanted to do, to do. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's, let's kind of segue that into the business as well. Um, so it's Oak and Barrel Meats and mm-hmm. kind of go into now that we've got you here um, in Kentucky that, you know, what what is it that you all do that's so specific? Because I'll let you guys explain it um, with with the with the cows and everything like that and all your pasture fed and everything. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So the the. What we're starting off with right now is just because it's kind of the low low lying fruit, it grows a lot faster. Um, is chicken and pork, um, and we have some lamb as well. But so all, let me kind of back up a little bit. Everything that we grow here is pasture based. So whether mm-hmm. it's grass fed or it's just on pasture, but still getting a supplemental feed, everything is rotated through our pastures to spread not only spread the manure but also not impact the land over much that it can't recover so if you look back in into you know history and in nature um you'll see that there are large groups of ruminants that you know travel across the plains or travel across the prairies and eat the grass spread their manure birds and things that follow behind them and, you know, spread that around. So, and in, in doing so, they create a more fertile land because all of that stuff that they've left behind or trampled into the, into the ground becomes soil, becomes fertile soil. Mm -hmm. So what we try and do with the cattle and the chickens and the pigs is mimic that. So we run our cattle across the pastures and eat everything down and they leave their manure behind. And then we run our birds or our pigs through those pastures and they get, you know, any worms or grubs or, you know, anything left behind in the manure, spread it around and help fertilize more so that when the growing season starts again, all of that stuff goes right into the earth and creates more soil, more fertilized soil. So that being said, um, everything we do is pasture based. Everything we do gets moved around the chickens, the pigs, um, they get fed a certified organic, no soy feed because they do need that extra protein. They don't, um, they're not ruminants, so they can't live on just grass. And then we have lamb and beef that is completely 100% grass fed and grass finished, um, and everything we have processed at a USDA processor and we sell it by the cut at our, or on our online store. And then we deliver those cuts. So you place an order and we deliver those cuts direct to your front doorstep. That's incredible. That's incredible. It makes sense. It's just like, it's just a big cycle basically is what you're right. saying. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Can you that's exactly explain it. to me the benefit of the, it, I, listen, I'm, born and raised in Lexington. I now live in Georgetown. I've never farmed a day in my life. Um, so this may be a stupid question, but can you explain the no, the benefit of the no soy or like yeah. why, why that's an important part of the diet? Because I, when I get on TikTok and Twitter and everything, Oh, soy, you know, soy milk, so good and everything. But what's the, why is that a, a good thing to have a no soy on that feed? Sure. So it's, it's kind of personal. Well, not personal for us, but I mean, everybody's body is different and everybody's body requires different things or doesn't require things for us. Our personal decision was to go no soy one first and foremost, because most soy is genetically modified and we, we do try and avoid genetically modified ingredients. Most, a lot of people do try and avoid GMOs. Um, for many reasons, because of the chemical usage, because of, you know, how they're made, et cetera, et cetera. You know, um, Uh so that's kind of the biggest reason. The second reason is soy is used in 
so many products. Um, if you start reading labels, you know, ketchup, um, your mustard, mayonnaise, um, any condiments, it's used in a lot of like baking stuff. So there, soy is so prevalent in our diets and the phytoestrogens in soy um, are, are the highest. It's in all legumes like peas and grasses and stuff like that, but it's very high in soy. Um, it actually is one of the only things that passes through, the phytoestrogens actually pass through um, into your body from what you're consuming. So whether it's the meat or, you know, whether it's in uh, an ingredient and phytoestrogens can wreak havoc on reproductive systems. Um, they mess with oh, wow. your um, hormonal balances and that kind of stuff. So for us, we wanted to avoid that. Soy in itself isn't necessarily a bad thing, but because it's in so many things, mm. um, it's like an over, you know, it's too much right. for we're not okay. meant to consume, you know, any amount of that. So for us, it's an option for people. It's also an allergen. Um, it's a big allergen for a lot of people. So it was one of the things that we wanted to avoid. Um, okay. Just kind of make our products more accessible to people that sure. may be able to get it, you know, to get their needs met from the mainstream um, mm -hmm. you know, meats and stuff. So, Do you all have a lot of like, is your customer base... Um, for, for lack of a better term, like a niche in a way of like, okay, you specifically because of uh, the everything's pasture or the uh, or because of the no soy and stuff, or do you or, or do, is a lot of your customers just like, okay, this is some good stuff and I'm buying this all the time because it's so delicious. <laughs> like, um, is, or do you do you see any difference in that at all? I would say it's probably more of the niche of people that are that are coming to us because mm -hmm. of a need to have either, you know, the grass fed or no soy. Um, we have a lot of people that come to us with allergies, okay. you know, family allergies where they have reactions to, you know, other meats that they buy. They don't have reactions to us. Um, we have a lot of people that come to us um, with autoimmune diseases mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. um, battling, uh, you know, sicknesses, cancer and things like that. And their doctors or health professionals have, you know, told them you need to eat clean. You need to eat clean meats that are processed clean, that are raised clean, grass fed, etc. So I would say that our niche is probably people that are, that are really struggling to find, um, the foods that they want while still being able to trust that it's not going to harm their bodies anymore. Um, gotcha. and maybe even, you know, help them get better. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all. Awesome. I mean, thank goodness you guys are doing what you're doing then, you know, um, that's, that's neat. That's really incredible. Yeah. I mean, it makes us feel, you know, I mean, bes besides the fact that like we started doing this because we wanted meat for our family, right. We wanted sure. to ourselves and our children, you know, healthy meats that we trusted and, it's really like, it makes us feel really good to hear other people and other families come to us and say, you know, I haven't been able to eat chicken or I haven't been able to eat beef because X, Y, or Z and I can eat yours. And it's just so nice that I can eat this. I can feed my family and I can trust it and know that, you know, it's not going to harm us or whatever. And it, it, right. it really like, we know what we're doing is, is right for our family. And it's really nice to know that what we're doing is right for other families too. You know, you're not alone with it. You know, there's plenty right. of other people. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And we love it. <laughs> so let's, okay. I, this is the part I've been wanting to talk about the most. Cause I am, I, I'm a food guy. Like I, I don't look it because I'm skinny, but I am, my wife calls me the garbage disposal. Like I eat everything. So let's start talking cuts. <laughs> so I was on the website mm -hmm. and I, of course I saw chicken breast and everything. Uh, the lamb looks incredible. Uh, the pork chops, like what, just go into dive into your menu of selections and, or, or what you guys kind of, what you love the best or what you specialize in kind of what, what's your go-to and stuff? I don't know. I mean, so with the chicken, I'll just start off with like the basic, right? The chicken. I mean, you can pretty yeah. much 
any cut from us that you would get, you know, at your regular grocery store. You can do bone-in or boneless breasts, whole chickens, legs, leg quarters, drumsticks, wings, thighs, all the things, right? We yeah. eat organ meats, so we have, like, hearts and livers. Um, I saw that. I saw yeah. that, yeah. That I went to school in Mississippi, so when I saw you did chicken livers, I was like, oh, man, the people down there would be loving that. So. <laughs> yeah. I actually, so the funny story enough, when I was um, pregnant with my four-year-old, for whatever reason, you know, when you're pregnant, like your body's just crave like random yeah. things. And I could right. not get enough of chicken liver pate. Like <laughs> it was all I wanted to eat. And, and go and, ahead. And fortunately, <laughs> I had met, um, I had met a chef while I was working the California and it was just this you know kind of weird guy comes up and he just starts having this conversation with me about how his his restaurant just got sh shut down by the county because he was running out of his garage and he was talking to me like he was talking to me like he was his, my, my I'm his best friend I'm like I don't know who you are and and so I guess I have that I don't know people want to talk to me but um so I, we became friends um and he's got this really nice awesome restaurant he makes great pate he would buy our livers from us he's actually he just just recently um won a michelin star yeah oh wow it. so that's kind of cool that you know some of our stuff is featured on his his menu for a michelin star restaurant um and so he does he makes really great pate and it's so good i i, I don't i will not eat pate but i will eat his <laughs> and so fortunately i i was able to you know get him to make sarah uh, as much pate as she wanted. <laughs> yeah. Perfect timing. I provide the livers. He does the work. And, yes. And, 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 and hey, most important part, right? She was happy. Yeah. <laughs> she was happy. So yeah. enough, my four year old, who I was the one I was pregnant with, she loves pate. She will eat it with a spy. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So um, <laughs> that is neat. So I digressed on that whole story there, but, um, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, like they're all good, right? Like, it's well, hard let to me, something I thought about while you were going through all the chicken selections as well, that, I, which I want to, let me interrupt and just say, people, everyone needs to go, go, can you give me the website real quick? Yeah, it's easy. It's oakandbarrelmeats.com. So O-A-K-A-N-D. Okay. B A R R E L M E A T S dot com. Kentucky, we know how to spell barrel, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, when I was, it's a great, it's a beautiful website. Thank it, you. It's it's easy to get around. I mean, at the top, it just says you know all the meats, or you can select which you know which animal, chicken or beef or whatever, pork. I mean, it's all right there at the top. Easy to easy to order everything. Um, but it doesn't, do you all make a point, um, and I'm sure it's efficiency as well being farmers, but do you make a point to use the entirety of the animal, uh, which I understand this respect for the animal as well. But when I was on chicken, I mean, um, I want to say, didn't you sell chicken, the, um, yeah, the bones, the, yeah, yep. chicken bones and stuff. Mm -hmm. for yeah. So we sell the chicken bones if, if people want to make their own broth and we also uh, make broth to sell as well so we use the chicken bones and make our own broth um and 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 sell that that was a big thing um that was huge we we sold a lot of broth yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay hey hang on one second so i it disconnected there when you started talking okay. about the chicken broth <laughs> or whatever it was after the after the chicken bones can you say that again so we actually sell, so we, we are not only sell the bones if you want to make your own broth, um, but we sell chicken broth as well. So we use the bones and we make um, broth oh. here with a recipe that we developed. Um, so you can buy pints, pint jars of already prepared broth and it's like drinkable broth. So it's not like chicken stock. It's literally, you could just heat it up and drink it. It's delicious. It is the perfect season with colds and flus going around. It yeah. is the perfect season to be drinking stuff like that, right? Yeah, so. no, it's so healing for your gut and everything. Yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's and real quick, I, yeah. I I've always said I would take a and people think I'm crazy when I say this, but 
I would take an amazing pork chop over an amazing steak any day of the week. And those, I think I saw bone in pork chops on mm-hmm. the website mm-hmm. and they looked, inc- they were huge. They looked great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't ever liked pork or pork chops. And then we raised pigs um, in California, Sarah and I, and, and first, first thing I think I had from those pigs was a pork chop. And I, I will to this day say that those pork chops and our, our pork chops are the most delicious thing in the world. Mm. You get a nice slice of meat, a nice thick piece of fat there at the end of it. Yeah. And every bite is just unbelievably delicious. So I agree. A good pork, pork chop. If you cook it the right way, it's, it, it can't be beat. Yeah, It can't be beat. And it's, it's, it's a huge difference of if you go to the store and just get a boneless pack of boneless pork chops compared to actually getting, some farm bone in pork chops, it's night and day difference. Having that bone on there to give the flavor is just, it's night and day. So yeah, I, I love me a good old pork chop. So <laughs> yeah, they are there. They, they, well, they just have flavor. I mean, I feel, and the chicken too, you know, we, we have a lot of, um, older customers that come to us and say, you know, this chicken tastes like how it was when I was a kid mm, chicken that's that awesome. from the store right now. There's just no flavor to it. Um, and they come, you know, and they say to us, like when I used to go to my grandma's house or whatever, and we'd have chicken on Sundays and this is what it tastes like. Um, and, and the pork is the same way. Like it has, it has flavor. Um, the stuff that you get at the store, it just doesn't like just commodity, commodity meats. They just, they don't have any flavor because that's not what it's it's quick service in a way, basically, you know, if that makes sense, it's just, here it is. It's not great, but if you need it, take it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, though, so go because something that blew me away, too, is you all do. I think it said minimum fifty dollar order, but mm-hmm. you do a, a delivery to the doorstep like mm-hmm. it, it is. So that's pretty awesome that you all will just be like, yep, we'll bring it straight to you. Yeah, it's like Amazon, except me. <laughs> <laughs> what could be better? That sounds incredible. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's order online and it shows up. <laughs> it's delicious farm meat, bacon coming straight to your door. Like, this is nothing yep. better. <laughs> yeah. So we used to do farmer's markets. That was the big bulk of our business when we were in California. Um, uh-huh. We did about, what do we do, nine, nine different farmer's markets a week? Yeah, yeah. nine farmer's markets a week. Um, when COVID hit, um, none of the markets really shut down, but we had a brand new baby at home. Um, my middle child, she was born in December of 2019. So obviously she was just a couple of months old when COVID kind of really like, you know, took off. Uh-huh. And, you know, at that time, nobody really knew anything about it. It was just this big, scary thing. You know, yeah. when we just sort of backed off of doing farmer's markets just with a brand new baby, you know, nothing was really like, what were you saying? Well, I, I, our, I don't know, was in the state? The whole state got Oh, yeah. I mean, down. California was lost. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that's but It was crazy. I mean, it was, I, I would do deliveries before the lockdown and California traffic, you know, it's, it's crazy. And then the lockdown happens and it's only essential workers. And because we were farmers, we were considered essential. So mm-hmm. I still deliveries and I, I it was amazing there was nobody on the road yeah <laughs> like am i still in california i'm back in ohio <laughs> it, it was it was kind of like she said it was eerie I yeah mean, yeah hear about all these you know massive diseases in the past i'm like okay well we're i don't know what we're living through but this might be what it looks like right. because there's nobody out and so that really that situation really escalated our the online, online yeah so that's what yeah. we kind of we kind of really we had always done the online you know with the delivery it just didn't ever really wasn't a big it wasn't a big like avenue for sales for us but when covid you know people were staying at home and and that was when that really took off for us mm-hmm. and we loved that because it gave us the opportunity to stay home and get all the farm, you know, projects done and, you know, just really maximize what we were doing while still running the business and, you know, getting the products to our customers without having to stand at a farmer's market for, you know, eight hours a day. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the farmer market kind of route seems, that seems like a lot of work because you're, you're, you've got to load and unload as well. You right. know, you've got to set up and everything. It's not like you're just showing up. So 
Um, that's I love going to farmers markets just to support because I know it's a lot of work yeah. to get out to those uh, for the farmers as well. So now, do you all personally do the deliveries? Uh, yeah, right now we are personally doing all the deliveries. Um, just because, awesome. just, you know, it's still a little bit slow because we've only been doing it for what six months. I think we've only been doing deliveries for six months because we just got here mm-hmm. in September of last year. Um, so it took a little time, you know, we took the winter off to get settled and then getting the animals in the spring. So, um, we really didn't have any cuts to sell until just this past summer. So. Gotcha. So it's just now getting good basically, yeah. but that, that's awesome because you're face to face with people too. If, yeah. if they want to be face to face, of course, right. but you're, I mean, getting to see your customers and say, and thank you in person and stuff is just what an impact that has compared to uh, going to Kroger and getting your meat. So yeah, for sure. No. And we're always happy to talk, you know, talk to people about what we do and if they have any questions, that's actually been a little bit tough for us, not being at farmer's markets, um, mm, mm. talk to, you know, our customers, if they have questions or, you know, and Ryan is like, he's so charismatic. He was the one that did farmer's markets just because I had the babies at home. So, you know, I would do the farm work with the, with the kiddos and he would go do markets and, Everybody just loves Ryan so much, <laughs> so much. Being a Kentucky guy, I'm a Kentucky fan, and him going to Ohio State, it's hard for me to believe that, really. So I thought he would be a horrible person. So, so it's not- <laughs> out here, we were a little concerned about, you know, me being from California, you know, how people would treat me and all that kind of stuff. And uh-huh. he has gotten more of a hard time with people here <laughs> than I have. They're like. They're like, welcome, honey. We're glad to have you. And him, they're like, mm, buddy, maybe you need to go back up north. <laughs> you need some blue. You need some blue. <laughs> no, you know, it's I, I've dealt with a lot of people relocating. And the one thing I hear, we I used to do real estate in Tennessee as well. And, and they're facing, they're getting, not facing, but they're getting a ton of people from California, New York, Chicago, all those um, other areas. And it's there is a fear I feel like of people, especially from California, when they come to a place like Kentucky, they're like, am I going to be accepted? Um, and I I couldn't think of a better place for someone to come if they're worried about being accepted. Um, because we're, it's just such a friendly place. And, and so it's, I'm glad this is where you guys, um, made the home. So. Yeah, we are too. I mean, everybody has just been, They've been amazing. Everybody that we've met and talked to, I don't think we've had anybody be unkind to us or anything less than helpful. Our neighbors embraced us, you know, have been, have been amazing to us. And yeah, it's, it, it, I can't even explain, like I was telling my, my, one of my neighbors down the road, like, do you ever get that feeling when you get to a place and you're like, yeah, (laughs) like this this is where I'm meant to be. And Mm -hmm. I, I really feel that way. Like I, I'm so happy here. I love it here. I love the seasons. I love our farm. I'm so happy to raise the girls here. And yeah, it's, it is, it's a, it's a beautiful place and we are, we are very happy to be here. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so real quick, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Just a few more questions though. Well, I just want to be clear with everyone, your delivery areas as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it's a little complicated. I mean, it's not, but it's just, it's a little complicated. So basically um, I'm actually going to pull up my notes here so I can (laughs) make sure I have it right. Um, So we deliver three times a week to different areas like around central and Northern Kentucky and then up into um, Ohio. So on Mondays we hit the areas around Bardstown, E-Town and Louisville. And when I say, those areas we you know we kind of like get that whole region it's not just sure. the towns um on wednesdays we go to danville harrodsburg versailles lexington georgetown and frankfurt okay. and again same thing in that in the, the that region and then friday is when we hit the rest of northern kentucky like above georgetown is that 75 75 yep, yep. um through Cincinnati and then we go all the way up to Dayton and that sort of area. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. a huge delivery area. <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. That's so awesome. we were in California, we only did deliveries one day a week because we could hit our entire entire county in one eight hour day. <laughs> we oh can't God. do that here. And, Not and here. The counties in California are bigger. Right. Geographically. 
So, okay. I, I mean, here in Washington County, I think I can go from one end to the other end. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever done it, but it, I, it can't be that long. It's pretty small. It's a morning jog. It's a morning jog. Right. Yeah. In California, <laughs> go from one end of the county to the other. It's like two hours. Yeah. It's probably a good hour and a half. Yeah. 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 So, what do you drive when you do these deliveries? Right now, <laughs> just a what? Just a just, truck? Just a truck. We have a, um, like a, um, like a enclosed trailer, like a cargo trailer uh-huh. uh, that we can store everything in. We have a freezer in there. So we just, you know, put everything in the freezer that we need to take and then be on our merry way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Y'all got it down right. That's so cool. So you, yeah. that's the delivery area. So what's, and I'll put um, all the websites and everything so people can follow you guys. Oh, perfect. Um, you, you're on YouTube as well, which is so unique we- for, you know, a, for a farmer to have um so that's we'll definitely put the link to the youtube instagram facebook but talk a little bit like the youtube we were talking a little bit before we started recording about it uh i I really do think that's just you've got a great following on there but it's just really neat that a farmer has a youtube channel as well (laughs) well it was kind of one of those things it was twofold one we wanted to sort of document you know like our move and, you know, just us establishing the farm and building the farm, because there are a lot of people that are really interested in the homesteading and, you know, Mm. growing for themselves. So, you know, we have people ask us questions all the time. So it was, it was, it was that it also was so that our customers, since they can't, nobody, not everybody can always come to the farm. It gives them an opportunity to see us, see what we're doing, see the animals, see the farm, um, you know, and really have a part of it. Right. Because yeah, that's what a lot of people want is they want to be a part of, of growing the food for themselves, I guess. So, and so, then, and the, the third reason real quick is because when you farm, a lot of things can happen. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of things, right. And a lot of things can go wrong. And a lot of times it's like, did that really just happen? Yeah. I, I can't believe that that happened. Oh, oh we got it on film. It happened. <laughs> you know, yeah. so there were a lot of times in our, or our pre-YouTube days of like, man, I wish we had a camera around because that would have been hilarious. <laughs> yes. And now, now we have that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice to put, um, you know, it's such a unique industry and it's because I was on it a little bit. I didn't get a chance to dive too deep into the YouTube channel, but I will, because I was already captivated by just being a one to put a face with a name. Um, but I think the one video I just skimmed through real real quick was from a few days ago and it opens up and, and you're just like, all right, we've got to move these cows over here. Uh, or no, it was a goat and you were moving a goat too. I think you were putting a goat somewhere and, uh, but it was nice to see like, okay, this is what they do during the day. You know, like they don't just sit inside and then go, Oh, it's Wednesday time to go to Georgetown. You know, like it's, it's it's nice to see um, the ins and outs and everything that you guys are doing. So I, I really recommend people, I'm going to take a deeper dive into it, but I really recommend people to go to that and subscribe and just see, see the ins and outs, see what you all do and get to see you guys as well. So. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I like, um, I like doing the videos and the kids get involved. You know, there's a bunch of videos where like my four-year-old, she takes the camera and you know, she, <laughs> narrates what's going on so that's always (laughs) well if they're like my kids my kids think they're going to be multi-millionaire youtube people in the next like 10 years anyway so (laughs) it's just that easy so it's going i swear that's the way it is everybody's going to be million dollar influencers that's right that's right so what's the give me a quick uh like the youtube and instagram facebook what's your all's um the websites and everything like so, that. And I'll make sure to copy them into the notes as well. Yeah. Everything is all under Oak and Barrel. Um, okay. So if you just do Oak and Barrel Farm or Oak and Barrel Meats, I think YouTube is Oak and Barrel Farm. Um, and Instagram is Oak and Barrel Meats. And then Facebook in all of its lovely ways would only let me do Oak and Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thanks, yeah. Facebook. Thanks, Facebook. <laughs> So real quick, and Ryan just reminded me, I wanted yeah. to mention two things. So if you go to our website right now, we're actually doing a giveaway from now until the end of the year. Um, we're giving away $140 worth of our pork and chicken. 
Um, all you got to do is put your email in. There's no, you know, catches. There's no shady stuff or anything. It's just right. an email and you're entered in the giveaway. And then we have a bunch of other things going on. If you, you know, place an order, you get extra entries. If you send it to a friend, you get extra entries and that kind of stuff. So just that's going on until December 31st, till December 31st. And we're also getting ready to launch our pig uh, half and whole pigs, as well as our half and quarter beef in the next probably couple weeks, yeah. next couple weeks. And all of that goes out on via email. So okay, awesome. The best way, if anybody wants information about the farm, what's going on, what's available, the ins and outs, put your email in at the website. We don't, you know, sell it or, you know, spam you or anything, but that's the best way to stay on top of what we've got going. Well, I wasn't going to mention the giveaway because I signed up for it today. So I was trying to keep the least amount of people in it as possible. So that plan, that plan is now gone. Uh, but no, it's, I got, I think I got a confirmation email. And then in, in that email, uh, after I did sign up for the giveaway was just some news and notes and stuff like that. Like it's yep. nothing intrusive whatsoever. So that's awesome. So, uh, but we'll, we'll definitely link to that as well. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So. But all right. Well, Ryan, sir, this has been great. So I appreciate you all coming on. And um, anything, anything else? One last thing you want to say to anybody? Nope, that's it. We, I don't we, think so. we love being here in Kentucky. We appreciate you uh, talking to us. And, and uh, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. We all have a good day, okay? Thank you. You too. Talk to you soon. All right, friends, thanks so much for taking the time to listen today. I really, really, really do appreciate it. If you're interested in anything Ryan and Sarah are doing, please go follow them on social media, order some stuff off their website, and definitely sign up for that contest, that free giveaway that they're doing as well. And as always, if you're interested, once again, I'm being on the show, just reach out and let me know. Always willing to talk to whoever if they've got a great story that they want to tell. So thanks again for joining, and I will drop you another episode next week. Take care. Bye.